Hello, this is Paul with Conversations with Paul Nielsen. I definitely appreciate you listening and uh, tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, go to the Facebook page, Conversations with Paul Nielsen, and let's uh, sign up there and uh, interact with me there as well. And let's uh, go ahead and see what we can do to, to get a conversation going there. You know, uh, lately I've been really <clears throat> thinking about uh, kind of what, uh, relationships and love and and things along those lines. And I mean, I think a lot of it is really coming from, you know, failed relationships and really wanting to show my kids what a successful relationship, you know, looks like. And because they really haven't seen that, you know, every relationship I've been in since they've been born has been unsuccessful. And and I get that. I mean, I get that every relationship fails, except the one that doesn't. But I think it's important that we model healthy, good relationships for our children so they can model themselves and model the relationships they have after the ones they've seen. Uh, and that's really kind of how they, they learn, right? It's how we all learn, where we will then we'll see something, we learn it, and we model after what we've learned. And that is something that I think is really important. So I've really been kind of thinking about what makes a good relationship. And I, I know I did the five lessons um, I've learned for a successful relationship, but I, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into something like that and, and uh, really kind of talk a little bit more about that because I think it's important. I think we all want that connection. We all want that love and that relationship and somebody that's there with us uh, at all times. You know, so really, what is it? What is, what is love? Um, what makes a successful relationship? And I think it really kind of breaks down to two different things um, within a relationship. I mean, and, and that might be an oversimplification of what it is, but I think that uh, it really can be brought down to two things. One, attraction, and two, connection. But what, what's really the difference between those two? I think the the attraction is the the physical aspect of being attracted to somebody. You know, um, you see somebody across the room or, or at work or, or wherever, and you're attracted to that person. You think they're they're pretty or they're cute or, or whatever it is, and vice versa. I think it's the physical response to seeing somebody that you know that's pleasant to look at, and I I, I know that that's really quite important. You know, you have to have that physical attraction there. I mean, otherwise, I, I don't want to say what's the point, but I mean, otherwise you got to have that, you know, otherwise you're not going to be a hundred percent happy. You're not, you're not giving yourself everything that you want. You've got to have that physical attraction at least first, you know, and, and it'll kind of morph into something deeper into that connection. And that connection is really that emotional connection with that person. And that's what, that's where all the good stuff lies, I think, you know, um, with my last girlfriend, um, it was definitely a physical attraction there. Uh, she was one of the first people that I actually pursued. Um, a lot of the other, um, people and, and girlfriends I've had, and even my ex-wife, I mean, it was more of a, Hey, they're interested in me. Yeah. I think they're cute and, and things. So let's see where that goes, where the, it was more of them pursuing me versus vice versa. And I think that really kind of came out of me being insecure and being shy and not knowing how to approach the situation and, and things along those lines. So I just kind of rolled with it. If I knew that somebody was kind of interested, then I would roll with that and 
see where it went. You know, and with with my ex-girlfriend, my last girlfriend, uh, she she was pretty. I mean, very, very pretty. And, and I, I enjoyed her company, and but I don't know that we ever really got past that. And, I mean, I, I would wake up every morning and look over and say, all right. And I, I'd smile because I get to be with somebody that gorgeous. You know, that, that was really the attraction part. And obviously she's an ex-girlfriend, so it didn't quite work out. And that probably goes more into not having that emotional connection with her. You know, it, and I, I really wanted to find that emotional connection is, is knowing each other at the core at the core of who each other is, you know, knowing their fears, their insecurities, their, um, you know, their, their, their anxiety, their depression, their, their good times their bad times, and always kind of being there emotionally and developing that deep emotional connection with that, <clears throat> with that person. I mean, the attraction part, that is easy. I mean, that, that's just a purely physical, easy thing to kind of have. It's that connection, that emotional connection. That's the hard part. You know, it takes believing in each other. It takes, you know, working on things and and really kind of, you know, exploring and talking and working through things, developing that, that trust, that logical trust and having that then be deepened by the core, knowing that you're always going to be there, regardless of how weird or off the wall a thought is or a conversation or a thought or, you know, a comment or what have you, there, there's not going to be any judgment there because you love them and you have that connection where it's very deep and it's those little quirks that you, you enjoy, you know, and I don't know that I ever had that with my last girlfriend. It was always just a kind of an attraction, you know, so it's, it's one of those things I, you know, to, to kind of go off of that, I, I got some pictures of my wedding from 2001 uh, from my parents this last week. And I was looking through those and they, they had some copies and they sent them over to me. And, you know, I was looking through those and I, and I remembered what it was like to be in my 20s, to be in love with my whole life in front of me. Um, and my ex-wife was the woman that I was going to spend the rest of my life with and share my world with, you know, that didn't quite work out. But somewhere along the line, in those 15 years that we were together, we stopped sharing. We stopped having that emotional connection. And that it just kind of, that that slowly slipped away. I believe a little bit of it is, uh, there might have been some resentment that came in. And I believe that resentment is that, that kind of that chink in the army armor that will just continue to grow and rust out and create bigger holes, you know, and unless you prepare and are prepared to fix those, those little chinks and, and talk about those things that maybe that resentment created, it's just going to continue to grow and, and destroy, you know, the relationship. I mean, it, it destroyed us. I mean, it's, it'll destroy any type of couple, even no matter how small it is. That resentment is just a small little thing that can creep in and destroy you. You know, and I think sometimes that could, you know, once that resentment comes in, and I think a reason why it does destroy you is that you start thinking, I can do better than this other person. And once you have that thought, 
you know there's a problem. There's a problem because you're no longer thinking of your spouse as a as an equal, as the person that is everything to you. That there's no other better person for you than your spouse. So once you start feeling like, I can do better than that. I can do better than her. I can do better than him. It'll destroy you. You know, so it's it's important that you fix those things. And, and I think even when you start fixing those things, that's just going to come full circle around and fix what, not only fix the resentment, but that's going to deepen that connection. That's going to deepen that relationship. It's going to strengthen you. And I think that's what we really want is to have that deeper connection. So we have to have those personal inventories with each other to ensure that we're good and to repair any of those little chinks in the armor to, uh, to fix it and keep moving forward. So I, I also spoke to one of my good friends, one of my friends that I've had really since I was like seven or eight. Um, and he, he no longer lives around me. I mean, we grew up in California. He's since moved over to Virginia and I, I'm in Utah and I don't talk to him quite enough. Honestly, he's always given me some good perspective and, you know, he went through a divorce and it was kind of a bad divorce and he, uh, ended up with, you know, talking to one of his friends from years before and they ended up getting married. So I called them and, and they've been happy, happily married for, for quite a while now. And, and I'm proud of them. And, and I think it's fantastic. And, you know, I have learned about their relationship and kind of what goes on. And so I called them and I asked him <clears throat> what, what is the difference between the, your relationship you have now and your marriage you have now versus the other relationship that he had that didn't work because I was, you know, genuinely curious about it. And he started kind of going over his story and, you know, he, he works a lot. He has to work a lot. And his, his wife now just, I don't want to just say just, but she stays home, takes care of the kids. They, they homeschool, they do all these things. So they've got both some really important jobs and rules or roles that they, they take on. And they both have agreed that these are the rules that we're going to do. <clears throat> you know, so as we were talking, a constant theme kept coming up in this conversation about his his wife and, and him. And that constant theme was was gratitude. And it wasn't anything like major things. You know, um, he'd come home from work and, you know, the, the dishes were done or the, the, the house was clean or the, the laundry was done. And he always makes a conscious, a conscious effort to thank her for that. Hey, sweetheart, thank you so much for doing the dishes. I, I really appreciate it. It looks really good in here. Oh, you, you folded the laundry. Thank you. These little things are what, you know, solidifies their marriage, that gratitude. You know, and then they try to, to do that, and, and it's vice versa. She thanks him all the time. Hey, thanks for working so hard to help provide for our family. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for doing that. I mean, it's, it's gratitude that, you know, that they've gotten this relationship, you know, and, and that's, it's just kind of recognizing those, those little things that, that each of them does that gives them, I don't want to say purpose, but gives them, 
you know, recognition. And that recognition, I think, for everybody is important. Everybody wants to be recognized, no matter how small or how big. It's, and, and I think the small things are really what matters most. You know, it's the small things, those everyday <laughs> mundane things that we do, that when we get recognized for it, it, it makes us feel good. So gratitude, I mean, we've got to have that gratitude. And, that, and again, that deepens that connection. It really shows the other person that, you know, that they care and that they really appreciate it and appreciate you or them. You know, um, when I first moved into this home, um, I was kind of talking to my landlord and, and they've been married for 50 plus years. And, you know, I halfway joking, halfway serious. I asked him, so what's the secret? You know, what's the secret of you being married for so long? I mean, that, I think it's fantastic. You just don't see that much anymore. How do you do it? How did, how did you do that? And they're still very happily married and you see them interact together and, you know, you know that they absolutely adore and love each other. Cute little old couple. And it's, it's fantastic. And uh, as I was kind of talking with them a little bit back and forth, you know, their biggest thing is that they have, they've always had the same goals. You know, the goals within their relationship in raising kids and in their religious um, sect, uh, they've always had the same goals and they've had something to work towards um, that was important to both of them. And it doesn't necessarily, and their focus was really the kind of the religious aspect of things, but it, it doesn't have to be a religious thing. I think it can be anything. If you've got a goal to uh, work together and to meet certain things and, and to work things out, then, you know, that's, that's working on your relationship. And that's, something I think is really important that you're all both on the same page, working towards the same things. So partner that goal that the, the two of you have with gratitude and having those, those personal inventories with each other. I think all that really kind of solidifies and gives you a really good foundation of having that connection, that emotional connection, that deep connection. And, and how many of us don't want to have that? I mean, I think we all really do want to have that. You know, and so, I mean, I, I kind of was thinking about those things and, and talking to people. And and then I realized, what is it that I fear about, about love and having that relationship? And I think it really came down to a couple of different things. One, abandonment, thinking that, it's, that they're going to leave. Two, rejection. And, and three, failure. I mean, all things I think a lot of people really fear. And in, in relationships, I really kind of fear those things. You know, but why do I really kind of fear these things? Though? I mean, um, I believe that everybody fears something. Um, and But why do I specifically fear these things when I find somebody that's that's great? You know, the, I mean, this is what I've always experienced in, in different relationships. I mean, I've, I've always thought, what if I'm not good enough? Uh, what if I don't make enough money? You know, what what if I don't drive enough ca- a nice a nice enough car or, or those type of things? And I know in the last podcast I talked about success and driving a nice car and things like that. I mean, it's not really all that important to me anymore, but it might be important to the other person. 
And what if I'm not good enough in those things? And I think that's really what kind of drives, you know, some of these insecurities that I have. And it caused me to um, really associate these superficial things into my relationship, you know, subconsciously. I, I think that these insecurities have really kind of motivated and and have maybe undermined some of these these relationships I've had. You know, so I, I've always tried to overcompensate for for these things like by working incredibly long hours, um, trying to provide better things. Um, while while these ideas have kept me from doing, you know, what's really important. You know, in and I, I would by doing these things, it really kind of led me to take for granted what I what I was having and not really developing those relationships that I uh, needed to do. I, I forgot about gratitude, about the common goals, because my my goal was to work as hard as I can to get to where I want to be. So I appear to be good enough for that other person. And I may have been just as been good enough all along, but my insecurities didn't allow me to feel like I was. Now, I, I just I, I need to go ahead and figure out a way to kind of morph that out. And, and I think by realizing these things, I, I know that that's not always what's important. And if those things are important to that other person, then maybe they're not the, the right person for me. You know, I was watching a, a TED Talk um, given by a Trillion Small. Um, she gave a, a TED Talk um, entitled Overcoming the Fear of Love. And she said that love is the is knowledge and intelligence. And she continues and says that the fear of love is an issue of knowledge. And the antidote is the knowledge rooted in truth. So, I mean, it's it's rooted in truth. So when I from she kind of expounded on this a little bit, and she said that the knowledge and truth in love, knowing that, you know, they are that things are going to be okay. You've got some sort of experience with, with love that has created a bad experience and you fear that. And when you overcome that fear and reprogram your brain to say that not all relationships and not all love will end that way, that's when that, uh, that knowledge is rooted in truth. And that's how you overcome that, that fear of love, you know? So, you see, I, I was so fearful that I was not going to be good enough because of all the outside opposition that I was facing, you know, and, and that opposition was really kind of, for me, self-imposed. I forgot about the things that matter. I got so wrapped up in my fear that I wasn't able to live. I, I when When I was recently separated and divorced, I wrote myself a note and, and what that note, and I've always remembered this and what that note is, um, is I need to live. Um, I need to be fear. I need to fear less to live fearless. And sometimes I've forgotten that I need to fear less to live fearless. I can't be wrapped up in my own fear. I can't, do that anymore. I have to live fearless. And if that's not good enough for somebody, then, you know, that's maybe that's not the right, again, not the right person for me. 
you know, I know that gratitude and appreciation is the key to really any healthy foundation of a relationship. And I know that having common goals and working towards something gives us purpose. You know, the good news now is that that I know that these things are there. And I can now overcome and, and these fears and overcome these obstacles because I'm aware of them. You know, I, I can change these behaviors. You know, there's so much that can be lost by living fearfully. So, and then there's so much that can be lost on the obverse side, or there's so much that can be gained by living fearlessly. My hope is that I'll be able to live fearlessly and give everything that I have because ultimately I've got a lot to offer. I do work hard. My, my biggest thing is I want to take care of the people I love. And I do everything that I can to be able to do that. But in order for me to do that, I have to be good within myself. I have to work on myself. And, and not only just so I'm good and I'm able to be the best version of myself in my relationship, but be the best version of myself for my children. I cannot be a good dad unless I am good with myself. And I think that's so important that that I need to remember this. And once I'm good with myself and loving myself more than I have, and I've made great strides in this, then my relationships will fall into place. You know, I won't ignore the, the guts, my gut telling me that there's red flags. I won't ignore those things. Those things, there's a reason why we have those gut reactions. It's there to kind of protect us and say, hey, this something doesn't seem right. I'll be able to recognize those more. And, and I have. I mean, there's been people that I've been interested in um, over the last little bit. But there's always this little, like, eh, I don't know about that. And I've listened to that and not pursued things because of that. And then on the opposite side, I mean, there's there's times where yeah, everything looks good. I mean, it's fantastic. Let's get to know this person a little bit more. And it, it may turn into something great. Now, I have not dated, you know, since my breakup. But, you know, it is something that, that I do want to do. And I think applying these things that I've learned over, you know, the last little while will definitely help. Remembering that I've got to fear less to live fearless is a major thing. It is something that I think we all can learn from. We all have those insecurities. We all have those things. You know, it's my hope that I will definitely be able to, you know, continue to define something I'm physically attracted to. Again, I think that's important. You know, find a way to be able to deepen a relationship through that emotional connection, through working together, through fixing those little chinks in the armor and repairing them so they don't continue to grow, to eliminate that resentment when it comes in, and that way it doesn't grow into this big chasm. You know, the person I want to be with is somebody that I truly know and feel that they're my person. They, they are the person that I am 100% with, and there is not anybody else out there that's going to be better. I want to find that person, and, and, and I will definitely, you know, take my time in doing that um, because my kids deserve that. They, they deserve to have a relationship 
that is successful so they can model their future relationships off of that. I mean, I can talk to them all I want about, you know, what makes a good relationship, but if they don't have something to be modeled after, it can be kind of difficult to, to do that. So I, I definitely, you know, explored this a little bit and, and understand that it is something that I need to do and do better at. You know, I implore everybody to, you know, that that's in a current relationship or is looking for a relationship to remember those things. I mean, remember that, yeah, the physical re- reaction of things, it's important, but the emotional connection is even more so. You know, so it's definitely strive for that. I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts. Go to our Facebook page, you know, Conversations with Paul Nielsen. You know, give me your thoughts on this. What do you think? Is there other things that you feel that are just as important? How do you go ahead and overcome obstacles in your relationship? How do you uh, fix those things? How, uh, what, is your, what has been your experiences? What is your insecurities and fears when it comes to relationships? Because I believe everybody's got them. It just depends on how we deal with them. So go to the Facebook page, join that community. Let's build that community to kind of support everybody within each other. And then let's discuss it. You know, until then, have an amazing day. Be good, be well.